hour news as it happens when it happens wherever it happens local regional and global only on q95 the big station q95da.com right on q this is the midday news for tuesday august 16 in the headlines and jam invites civic organizations groups and political parties to a time for a soul searching and reflection rally on sunday august 28 to advocate against murder gun violence child molestation and other criminal acts antigua airport authority cfo resigned abruptly allegedly on account of policy differences with her bosses and the abaa manager's abrupt resignation has reportedly thrown the staff into some disarray and abortion bans complicate access to essential drugs and autoimmune patients have a harder time getting access to an essential medication that can be used to terminate non-viable pregnancies. The news is brought to you. Compliments Courts, Dominica Limited. Get the funds you need now, just in time for back to school with Courts Ready Cash. Plus, if you apply before October 3rd, you will be entered for a chance to win your loan free. That's right, when you take a loan for school expenses, from Courts Ready Cash, you could be the lucky winner of up to $10,000 of your loan amount. Also, when you visit us during the month of August, you may receive free gifts like back-to-school essentials, gift vouchers, Courts Cash, Radio Shack coupons, and much more. Visit your nearest Courts or Ready Cash location or apply online at readyfinancecaribbean.com. Conditions apply. Courts Ready Cash. We are ready when you are. Offer ends October 3rd. The month of August marks the 184th anniversary of the abolition of the brutal slavery system in Dominica and the rest of the former British colonies in 1838. It also marks the 43rd anniversary of Hurricane David and the 7th anniversary of Tropical Storm Erica. In the circumstances, the National Joint Action Movement NJAM has decided to use the month to rally the nation to bring attention to the many ills affecting Dominica. It has advised the governments, the official opposition, political parties, civic organizations and groups to set aside the month as a time for soul searching and reflection. And JAM has decided to redirect its rally, which had been planned for Sunday, July 31st, to Sunday, August 28th, as a solemn time for soul searching and reflection rally at the Newtown Savannah from 3 p.m. to build greater awareness against murder, gun violence, child molestation, and all other criminal acts. And Jam notes the disappearance of 12-year-old Kanisha Etienne is still in our collective memory, and that occurrence serves to remind us all of the need for a safe environment for our children. Former Agriculture Minister Peter Carbon weighs in on the current decline of the agriculture and food industry in Dominica. Carbon sought to highlight some of the systems that were in place under the UWP administrations and which the current DLP administration inherited when they came into office. He pointed to the regression of the sector rather than the progression of the industries. And, and it, it saddened me to be thinking about um, a, a livestock industry at this time because there was a major investment, major plans for modernizing our, our livestock industry. I don't talk about livestock. There was a feed mixing plant that was being constructed in Jimmy when the government came in office and they dismantled it to put their patrol car in and they maybe just throw it away or hide it away. But all the equipment was there and all the work was done to be able to supplement um, ingredients importing ingredients with our local um, coconut from DCP and um, other root crops that could be used in mixing mixing. But that is gone and it can return, but that's 20, 20 odd years gone. We build a, a, a 
pig breeding unit, a modern pig breeding unit in the height of Salisbury that was supposed to be the stimulus, stimulate the livestock, the pig in the pork industry, and um, that too was um, given out to a private individual, I think, and never um, acquired its goals. There was investment for a new livestock unit in the heights of um, Mount Prosper. That too, the funding was there, the money was there for that, and that too was just disappeared. So that's for livestock. There needs to be a better system in place to take the industry forward, opines Carbon, describing what we have in place now as just backyard gardening. We cannot build an agricultural industry unless we have the proper regulations, which is the laws, the proper institutions that will support agricultural development. You can't just go out and give, put money out and say you have agriculture. You need organization. In the past, we had the, the DBMC, that was the, the institution, legal authority to support production and ensure marketing. That was dismantled. And unless we get an institution with legal responsibility to go out there and organize farmers, organize the production and, and, and the marketing, then we just throw money away. You must go to parliament first, pass the proper laws to establish an agricultural institution that will organize the farmers, organize production and seek market for our agriculture to take off, commercial agriculture. What we're doing now is market gardening, subsistence farming, just for survival. Former Agriculture Minister Peter Carbon. The Dominique Electricity Services Limited Dom like this year awarded scholarships to four students to attend secondary school in September. This brings to 18 the number of students benefiting from the company at this time. The scholarships were awarded to two students of Domlik employees and two from the public. Carice Ogaro from the Roosevelt Douglas Primary School, who will attend the Portsmouth Secondary School, and Fabrice Moyes of the Convent Prep, who will attend the St. Mary's Academy, are the students of Domlik employees. While Alani Dover of the St. Martin's Primary School, who will attend the Convent High School, and Damarni Robin of the Ebenezer SDA Primary, will attend the Dominique Grammar School with students selected from many applications received from the public. The scholarships are for the duration of five years once the students continue to maintain satisfactory performance. It covers the cost of books, stationery, transportation allowance, and examination fees. During the presentation, Nathalie's Modest of the Human Resources and Administration Department urged the students to perform at their best, noting that not many students have been given the opportunity they have been presented with. She said the company will continue to play its part as a good corporate citizen giving back in tangible ways. Both parents and students were elated to have been granted the Domlek scholarships. Agriculture has the potential to do extremely well in Dominica, as exemplified in the past, Lamont CEO of Carafeed, Jeff Bellet. This as the world's leaders have been placing more focus on food sustainability with recent events of natural disasters, climate change, and wars. Dominica has the opportunity and potential to be not only self-sufficient, but also has the potential to rise above the challenges, Lamont's Bellet, but the right policies and action plans must be implemented. Bellet says, unfortunately, there does not seem to be a clear plan ahead or the right policies in place with proper priorities set for the food sector. Well, first of all, agriculture um, can do very well in Dominica. And we've seen it in the past. And it always comes down to policies. 
We also have to look at agriculture, not just like a dashing and fee or a yam and planting business. When we look at agriculture in Dominica, we have made um, several proposals to the government of Dominica um, from since when Mr. Honorable Matthew Walters, since when we Minister of Agriculture, we were making proposals to the government of Dominica. You can see the report and the budget report on page 134, I think it is, in the section livestock, where they, um, we actually asked for more money, but they said 345 thousand um, dollars will be added to help increase the capacity of the hatcheries in Dominica and in return what we would do at Carisid is to give the farmers a 40% discount so we have for grant but we'll offer country what we're going to say we're going to do instead of um, giving back what instead of giving money back what we're going to do instead of giving the money we're going to give the money back to the farmers so that's the way of what you do subsidies which we work with the government or something that way that in other words, the government, they make this money available. And what, when we bring the eggs and we hatch the eggs, we will give the farmers a 30 to 40% discount off. For example, a farmer who is buying a broiler bird, let's say at 8.50, will be paying closer to the $6, which is a significant in, um, difference, which is less expensive than what they're actually paying for in Barbados for the all seven bucks. So this is one of the areas that we're looking at doing that. CEO of Carafida, Jeff Bellet. Prime Minister Roosevelt Skerritt has said that he will be in the Bahamas for the next two days, attending a meeting with CARICOM heads of government to prepare for COP27. He says CARICOM countries are facing an existential threat because of climate change and action must be taken. He was speaking with state-owned Stevius Radio. And there has been promise of, of monies uh, to help us build resilience, to help us build adaptation in, in our countries. But we have not been able to see those money. And every time you go to a COP meeting, there are some promises. And there are some new promises. And coming from the Paris Agreement, nothing has happened, really. So there is this pool of funds. And if these funds are going to be accessed by way of loans, how are we going to repay it? It is certainly an injustice that's taking place where the developed world has the opportunity, the ability to address the issues, and they're not doing it. And, and so we have a very clear message that the talk has to stop. Our countries are, are experiencing serious challenges as a result of climate change. And it's just um, speeches and speeches and speeches. Prime Minister Roosevelt Skerritt and the increasing amount of waste generated is a problem for all member states of the OECS. That problem is becoming more acute due to diminishing space in sanitary landfills. OECS countries are also vulnerable to marine litter impacts due to financial and institutional challenges in properly managing waste. However, the convenience which plastic affords and the prevalence with which single-use plastic products are mismanaged and discarded creates problems for solid waste management authorities, users of recreational beach facilities, and organisms and other life forms in the terrestrial and marine environment and the OECS. Minister Peters was selected by the WTO Director General as a Minister Facilitator for the thematic discussions on electronic commerce. Given the challenges of finding additional space for waste disposal and concerns regarding marine pollution, the islands of the OECS must now consider what measures they can introduce to reduce waste generation while also finding effective ways to manage their waste. Among the critical outcomes for ECS member states from the implementation of the project, building resilience in the Eastern Caribbean through reduction in marine litter, are new national and regional waste management policy frameworks, which will encourage countries to apply both the zero waste and circular economy principles with a view to reducing waste generated. 
In other news this afternoon, Antigua Airport Authority CFO has resigned at short notice, reportedly on account of policy differences with the bosses. The abrupt resignation of a manager at the Antigua and Barbuda Airport Authority reportedly has thrown the staff into some disarray, according to inside sources. These persons tell Rail News that the chief financial officer CFO, Kebra Nanton, quit the job, allegedly on the account of policy differences. Nanton declined to be interviewed since she did not wish to become the news, but did confirm her resignation. Other persons alleged that there was a rift between the CFO and her superiors, the substance of which goes back to the tenure of the previous chief executive officer, the late Stanley Smith. Previous reports trace that situation to an unauthorized operations review that recommended salary increases for line staff, in particular employees charged with various security duties. It was alleged then that Smith, the reputed to have been a fear man, supported the increases while his superiors did not. And autoimmune patients are having a harder time getting access to an essential medication. The drug methotrexate is used to treat millions of Americans for diseases such as rheumatoid arthritis, Crohn's disease, and certain types of cancers. But it can also be used to terminate non-viable pregnancies. Janet Shamlian reports how a push to limit this drug is impacting patients who suffer from chronic conditions in states that are limiting abortion access. Nora Weiss has been living with a rare autoimmune disease that causes inflammation in her bones. For a while, her mom says there was no relief. We're doing therapies and everything we could, but her pain kept increasing and she would be crying all night long. The 10-year-old Indiana girl says the worst pain was in her lungs. It felt like I didn't want to breathe. It just felt like needles. But life changed, her mom says, after Nora's doctor prescribed methotrexate. We started the methotrexate. It took about two weeks, and she said she wasn't in pain anymore. Methotrexate slows the body's immune system and reduces inflammation. It's commonly used to treat rheumatoid arthritis and some cancers, but can also be used to terminate non-viable ectopic pregnancies, where a fertilized egg grows outside the womb. Since the Supreme Court decision that overturned Roe v. Wade, some women report trouble getting the medication by pharmacists concerned they could be held responsible for aiding an abortion. As soon as I started hearing about women in other states having this issue, I started asking the question, is this going to be a problem? Annie England Nobland is a long-term user of methotrexate for rheumatoid arthritis, but says a pharmacy recently put her refill on hold. They needed to make sure that my rheumatologist actually prescribed me methotrexate for my RA and not so that I could, you know, abort a fetus. Nobland lives in Missouri, a state banning almost all abortions. When you heard that, what did you think? It was immediate anger. I was embarrassed because I was in a pharmacy line. Um, and I, I said, okay, do you also need to know the first date of my last period as well? John Thopel is an OBGYN doctor practicing in Texas, another state where most abortions are illegal. This is a common thing we deal with. He's prescribed methotrexate about 10 times over the last year to end non-viable pregnancies and is concerned about potential delays in patients getting it. Are there other medications that can do what this drug does? Unfortunately, for treatment of ectopic pregnancy, no. You know, so if this is delayed, there is a timeline that this works. The pregnancy gets too far along, the only thing left is surgery. 
For Nora Wise, the medication is a game changer. She wants to keep taking. I know the medicine works. I don't have any more pain. It's just I hope that I'll have my medicine. For CBS Mornings, Janet Shamlian, Austin, Texas. And that's the midday news, but first a recap of the headlines. NJAM invites civic organizations, groups, and political parties to a time for soul-searching and reflection on Sunday, August 28. Antigua Airport Authority CFO resigned abruptly, allegedly on account of policy differences with her bosses. And abortion bans complicate access to essential drugs as autoimmune patients have a harder time getting access to an essential medication that can be used to terminate non-viable pregnancies. The news is brought to you. Compliments, Courts Dominica Limited. I am Kimberly Benjamin.